Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing, and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise, and maybe even discover a great local business you love. Let's dive into today's episode. We're going to hop in the DeLorean and go all the way back to 2020 when we had nothing better to do than sit on never-ending conference calls, also known as Clubhouse, because that's where I connected with today's guest. She and I uh, sat in many a Clubhouse rooms together, and we've been connected over on LinkedIn ever since. And I love seeing the things that she is up to. She is one of LinkedIn's top voices, and she is going to be talking to us all about the importance of building an authority as yourself as an entrepreneur. So today's guest is none other than Wendy Shore. She is an accomplished entrepreneur, speaker, business mentor, who is absolutely changing the game for so many entrepreneurs out there and empowering experts to really build and scale their impactful businesses through coaching and consulting. She's done this for over 25 years, folks. Her expertise is across all different realms of business strategy, marketing, and financial management. And she really takes a client-centric approach to apply her proven framework for entrepreneurs and develop customized strategies that are tailored to their unique goals and needs. Wendy, thank you so much for joining me on Rocky Mountain Marketing today. And thanks for sitting over on that never-ending conference call clubhouse with me all those years ago. Well, thank you. <laughs> and now that I got such a great introduction, thank you for having me. Well, when we connected, man, it's so crazy thinking about how Clubhouse has the networking and the opportunities and the people that I met from being on that app. And you've definitely stayed in my, my circle. You've stayed on my radar because you're always giving so many great tips and advice. You still do a lot of LinkedIn lives. So I, I love what you're doing. With Clubhouse, one of the things that we've learned is how small of a world it really can be. If you have some great advice or tactics to share, a lot of times all you need is the microphone that really allows you to help step into your authority. Well, that's what we want to talk about today is how to build out your authority as a business owner, because I think that a lot of people are like, oh, well, do you think I really need to be the face of the business? Or I don't know if I have anything really important to say, but you're really helping change the game for so many coaches and consultants. Well, it's funny because Clubhouse really was the start for me of speaking out and, and speaking up. I realized that if you have knowledge, you have to share it, right? If you have something to say, you have to share it because you can change somebody's life that day if you speak up. And it was when people would reach out to me in the back channel and say, thank you so much. Thank you for that little bit of advice. You know, I was struggling with this. It really made me want to keep going because I realized how many people that I was helping. It, it set the stage for me to just want to keep speaking and reaching out to as many people as possible. I met so many people because of Clubhouse and my circle, like you said, has grown 
and the things that I want to do and make a bigger impact. That has all grown starting with Clubhouse and now LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. And with LinkedIn, I know that it, sometimes it gets kind of a bad rap, but hopefully people who are regular, regular listeners of the podcast have started to embrace LinkedIn as that powerful way of connecting and networking for their business. Um, I bring enough people on here to, to pr sing LinkedIn's praises, but what made you decide to go in all in on LinkedIn instead of Facebook or Instagram? It's interesting. I feel like LinkedIn's a little bit of home because I am an entrepreneur and because it's a lot of business people, it was my tribe, right? And so there are people that I'm connecting with there who I'm helping and who are helping me. It's not a one-way street, right? I'm learning so much from people there every day and hopefully I'm teaching people every day, but it was just the community of people who wanted to learn and who were learning, it, it was a little bit like Clubhouse, but a step up as far as, because Clubhouse was everything, right? Clubhouse was people who, if you want to learn how to fish, there was a room for that. If you wanted to learn, if you wanted to do Bible study, there was a room for that. But LinkedIn is business. And I love yeah. that about LinkedIn. So that's why I chose LinkedIn as my go-to. I love the LinkedIn audio rooms and I've had the opportunity to sneak into a couple of yours and listen to the replays. With using LinkedIn, Clubhouse, LinkedIn audio, like all of this is so important for an entrepreneur and stepping into that brand authority because as a coach, consultant, CEO, people want to have a face to do business with today. So what are some of your tips for getting started with stepping into that authority as a coach or a consultant? So I think one of the first things is you have to remember that you're not just selling your product or service. You're selling expertise. You're selling a, a trust, right? And so people do business with people they know, like, and trust. One of the things I recommend is to choose a niche and it almost seems counterintuitive when people say choose a niche. And I know for the longest time, I didn't want to do it because I felt like I have yeah. so much knowledge, right? I want to share everything with everybody and help everybody do everything. And what wound up happening is instead of helping everybody, I didn't help anybody or very few because my message wasn't connecting with anybody or it would connect. But then the next thing I spoke about didn't relate to them. And so then they would stop listening. So it's really important that you choose your niche and become the expert in that niche. Know, know all the trends, know everything that's going on and make sure that you not only stay on top of it, but then share it with your community. So with niches or niches, whichever, however you choose to say it, there's riches in the niches. It sounds so much better than there's riches in the niches, <laughs> but it's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. There are riches in there. And it, this is where, you know, for me, I can do, in my agency, we can do social media for just about anybody, but really where we excel is in the home industry. So we work with home builders, realtors, construction companies. That's where we really excel, but I can help a coach, a consultant, a lawyer, it, but this is where I think it's, it's really important to know who it is that you're talking to. It makes it a lot easier to say, okay, well, I work with home builders, so I know that this is one of the common problems that they're having. Because when you know what the pain points of your target audience is, it makes it so much easier. So what are some of your tips for identifying some of those pain points that your target audience has? Well, okay. When you 
know who your audience is. You know what their pain points are. So some of the things you can do is an outreach. Start listening to what your audience is saying. And a lot of times we do a competitor analysis and we see what's going on with our competitors, not because we want to copy them, but we want to see what are they doing and what sort of feedback are they getting from their audience and what seems to be a a constant, either something that's missing or something that people are requesting. And that gives you an idea for products or services that you can develop that would help that target audience. So that's one crucial step. You can do surveys of your existing audience. You could just check out social media in general and see what people are saying. I doing the survey of my current and past customers was huge because it allowed me, Oh, it, this is the type of people I typically work with, you know, and I say the home industry, but the majority of the people that I work with are females, uh, female entrepreneurs that are former corporate and they understand the importance of marketing and know how to delegate it out. So I'm working with a home builder, but I'm working with the marketing director or the CMO of this home, home builder who's then contracted out my agency. But it's that target audience. So again, knowing that minuscule of like, okay, well, home builders or people in the home industry, but really it's former corporate women that have left to do this. So it, it really is important to take the time to see who it is that you enjoyed working with and who you've had the best results with. Absolutely. That's actually one of the things that we do. And one of the exercises I go through with my clients to determine their niche, because who they think they're helping may not necessarily be. You didn't realize that you were reaching out to women, former executives. You tend to think that home building is a man's world with more women entering it. So you would just tend to think because that is who seems to be responding to you and that's who your outreach is, that that would be your audience, but not necessarily. So it's really important that, you know, data is queen. You need to know your data. You need to know your numbers. Yeah, it's so true. And, And I mean, like, I love that you talked about as well, looking at your competitors, because that's one of the first things that we do at, at my agency is we look to see what people like you are doing. Are they running ads? How long have they been running said ad? You know, what type of copy works? What type of posts do well? And it's not copying them, but why recreate the wheel when you could say, okay, well, it typically, this company does really well by only posting this type of content on this day of the week or, or using these hashtags, whatever. It's so beneficial just to take a look to see what others are doing in your industry. Is there a certain tool or a way that you like to get that competitor analysis? My favorite is Google. I just start to Google search people in the industry and kind of deep dive from there. And you can now use some of the AI tools. Like you can go into Bard and ask Bard because Bard is part of Google and it does the search for you. Give me a list of the top 10 business strategists. Give me a list of the top 10 marketing consultants for home builders. I literally get that specific and it'll start bringing it up. Chat GPT, not quite so much yet with that, or at least I found that, but Bard does. And 
I've tried Claude as well. I like Claude too. I, and, and it's interesting. There ha- I'm afraid to say anything with AI involved because it seems like it's just going like this, man. It, it is so fast. It is hard to keep up. And if I say, oh, this latest update just happened. If someone listens to this a week later, then it's already old news. So, but But this is where all of these different tools are constantly updating their software, these machines are getting smarter every oh, single gosh. day. And you use them as that tool, use them to help you figure so that you can still bring the person into your business, into your, your messaging. So with a lot of these coaches and consultants that you're working with, what else do you have, like, as far as like tips do you have for them to build out their authority? I know that a lot of times especially in social media, I'll say like, okay, so that we're going to actually post from your personal LinkedIn page instead of your business LinkedIn page, because we want to establish you as the authority. We want people to connect with you. So what other tips do you have for people to help build out that authority when they're, when they're just getting started? Well, I would take any advantage I could to speak. And if you're on LinkedIn, start doing audio rooms Maybe the first one, you'll have one person or two people, but just start doing them because people will find you and they'll show up, whether it's audio or LinkedIn live. I like the audio because I feel that when you listen to a voice, you connect with somebody and you have no preconceived notion, right? It's just a voice and you're hearing people for who they are, right? And, and there, you listen to what their knowledge really is instead of looking at the person, right? So I like the audio room for that reason. I would say take any chance you can to speak, right? If you can, last week I I spoke for the mom link, but you want to be, you don't want to say yes to everything. You want to be strategic about it. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that it resonates with your audience and with you and your vision and your morals and your principles, everything you want to be in alignment. So definitely. Yeah. And the other thing is, and this was also hard for me. You have to start talking about your accomplishments. You have to start tooting your own horn. And it seems hubris, but if you don't tell people about it, how are they going to know? It was somebody who said to me, they actually came to my house and they saw these little awards I had on the wall. And they're like, I didn't know this. You didn't talk about it. And I said, because that just seems so, and it's a fine line between being hubris and, but you have to tell people what you've done. You have to let people know what you do, how you can help them, why you're the person to help them. Mm -hmm. And if you don't tell them, they won't know. I I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. And I think that with a lot of it, it it can, it can feel like we're boasting, but like you just said, if, if you don't tell people, how are they going to know? I felt so uncomfortable when I told, when I very first time on clubhouse, I was in a room with Subi Zimmerman and she, she sent me a message afterwards and said, Katie, you're, you're so good on clubhouse. And she's like, I, I had no idea. And I was like, Oh, well, I mean, I, I used to work in radio. I feel like I should be good at speaking and I have a podcast. And she goes, wait, what? I was like, yeah, you you used to work in radio. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, you need to tell people that I was like, well, I mean, I, I gave up too early. I should have stuck with it longer. I'm kind of embarrassed. And she's like, it doesn't matter when you gave up. What matters is that you used to be the post game reporter 
for professional sports. You need to share that. That's part of your story. And I think that that is part of building out our authority is one, sharing what it is that we, our knowledge and some of how we can help people, but also sharing our story because that's what's going to help people resonate with us. Absolutely. I agree. People don't know if you don't tell them. There's not a, a cheerleading <laughs> team that's going to be saying, rah, rah, go Katie, go Wendy. As we build our community, <laughs> there are, but until you do, people aren't just waiting on the sidelines yeah. ready to talk about you. And it's, it does go against everything, but you have to really toot your own horn. You have to tell people about your accomplishments. The other thing I think is also really important is that you teach people. You spend time, whether you're putting content on social media or like we talked about being in the audio rooms, if you start teaching people, they'd start to look at you as the authority and then they come to yeah. wait for you to bring up the next thing and they want to learn more from you. I know every time your newsletter yeah. comes out, I can't wait to read it because um, I know it's going to be great information. <laughs> so, right. But, but you built that and you, and you teach people, you learn something, you teach it, you know it, you teach it. Right. And that's one of the best things that you could do for your community because they're busy doing their thing. Right. And so this is your mm -hmm. niche, your expertise, and you share it with them. So teaching is one of the best ways I think that you can establish yourself as an authority. We've talked about teaching. We've talked about speaking finding those opportunities, the right opportunities to speak. What are some of your tips for, again, building out that brand authority and finding those opportunities to speak at? Because that can be pretty difficult of finding those opportunities. It's showing up. It's attending like those LinkedIn audio rooms and having your face there and coming up on stage. Some of the things is sharing your knowledge. But the other thing is asking thoughtfully curated questions that would help everybody in the audience yeah. that other people may be afraid to ask. And even in doing that, yeah. you get seen because you get being heard. So you have to show up, you have to network. Recently, LinkedIn just made a change to their algorithm and they're trying to make it more like networking, real in-life networking, responding to other people's posts. But by doing that, you're sharing, you're, you're, you're being seen, right? You're not just giving out information. Mm -hmm. You're also reading other people's and you're thinking to yourself, why is this really helpful? And you're responding. And that is how you really network, right? You listen to what other people do. They listen to what mm -hmm. you do. You see how you can help them. I'm, one, I'm always about how can I help you? What can I do for you? It, it's a great way to expand is just to show up and just keep putting your voice out there and then reach out to people. That's what I think there's a, a large handful, I want to say, of people that got that from Clubhouse. They understood that it was their opportunity to network. And a lot of people who didn't see the same type of results or opportunities come from Clubhouse didn't do that exact thing, network. It all, like, it all comes down to how you can build a relationship with somebody, not necessarily to, to go and get a sale or a lead from them. And that's one of the things I absolutely cannot stand about so much of the LinkedIn DMs right now is people reaching out and just trying. I'm like, I don't know you. I'm not going to buy from you because I, you connected with me on LinkedIn. It does not mean I want to buy from you. And this is where if you build a solid relationship with people on LinkedIn, 
you're going to have so many more opportunities come to you the right way because you've networked. So what advice would you have for people to network the right way on LinkedIn? (laughs) One of the things is if you are going to cold call and I don't, I'm not a cold caller. I don't, I don't like to do that. It's not my thing, but at least read the person's bio. How many people have offered to sell you social media? Right. (laughs) Right. So God, I know. Well, it's ridiculous. And like podcast promoters, I'm like, I don't need you to promote my podcast. Let me help you start your podcast, right? So (laughs) take the time to get to know people, right? And relationships are not just about what's in it for you with this person. And when you meet somebody, they may not be your customer. They They may not be your ideal client. Yeah. But they may be no people who are, right? And If you're just Mm -hmm. networking for the sole purpose of expanding, and I like to consider myself a connector as well. I connect people. If this person can help this person, let me try Mm -hmm. and put you together. And I don't want anything. I want, it makes me feel good. So I do get something from it. Right. So if you could connect people, but you never know what that's going to lead to and how that's going to help you a year from now, six years, you know, six years, you never know what's going to come around and when it's going to come around. And that has happened to me years later. So always Mm -hmm. be good to people. Yeah. And, and it's, it is crazy to me thinking about that. Like with, with, when you build, and that's been one of the things that has helped me at a lot of in-person events is the fact that I, I've networked on social media for the past three years really, really strategically so that when I go to these events, it's not about like, oh, well, I know, I know all everybody. It's, hey, Molly, have you met Atiba? He also is super into AI. You guys should just talk all the AI stuff that you guys know and collaborate. And then they have this power connection. I don't need to be there, but they appreciate the fact that I was the one that introduced them. So when you're, when you're going in with intention, I think it helped build like I, I, I use the Molly and Atiba mm-hmm. example because that's a real example. But Atiba, he's sent me messages before and he's like, man, Katie, you know, you're just such a connect. I love that you've connected me to so many amazing people. And I'm like, oh, well, that's awesome. You're welcome. He's like, but now I've been elevated as an authority in his book because I've made connections for him that really matter. I love that. I absolutely love that. And yes, right? Because people think everybody, when you connect the right people, they're like, oh, Katie knows everybody because you mm-hmm. listen to what they do. You listen to what's important to them. I'm trying to remember who, who said it all the time in Breakfast with Champions. Richard Meltzer used to always say, be more interested than uh-huh. interesting. I love that. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, without maybe knowing it, you've taken that advice and you're like, how can I help this person? And that you're right. That helps people think of you as an authority because you've connected people who will do business together and they'll always know that you're the one who connected them. So that's great. I love that. And I mean, like it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I think that as we're, as you're growing out your business, that'll help grow your authority. And with this world of entrepreneurship, if you're, especially if you're a coach or a consultant, it can definitely feel like you're trying to navigate a lot of this blindly. And that's where it's so important to have a community of people that 
can go along this journey with you, whether it's through group coaching or a membership or one-on-one coaching. I am a huge fan of group coaching because a lot of times I'll make really incredible bonds with other people that are in the coaching with me and collaboration opportunities. I know that you have a cohort uh, that's getting started at the beginning of 2024. Talk to us a little bit about that. So yeah, I also like group coaching um, because I think there's like this collective energy that raises everybody's frequency. Everybody wants to help each other out, especially when, when you're going through it together. So what I do is I help coaches, consultants, and service providers to actually start their business from idea or ideation to actually starting their business. It also works for people who are have an idea and kind of get stuck. So the first thing we do is we actually really hone in on your niche, like we were just talking about earlier. Who is it that you're serving? What problem are you solving? And then from there, we do the work to figure out what makes them unique, what's their unique selling point, and then we'll come up with an MVP or a minimal viable product. And then we'll work on launching that to see if it works, if there's interest in it. Because sometimes you think you have the perfect solution and nobody wants it. Now, sometimes mm-hmm. it's your messaging and sometimes it's actually the solution, right? So we work on everything yeah. together. And then I do a little bit extra because if you're in my community, I have this great wealth of experience. So I'll help you make sure your books and records and your corporation set up right. We'll do the competitor analysis together. I've written business plans for million dollar loans. So I help you put together a business plan and then we launch your business. So we're going to do all of that in 12 weeks. We're going to be once a week for our instruction. And then I'm also going to have once a week office hours to help you through, get through that section of it. And we're going to do a one-on-one in the beginning so we can really figure out stuff to get you started. And then we'll do a one-on-one at the end just to see where you are with everything. So there's a lot of value that's going to be in there. Right now I have a waiting list. Building an entire business in 12 (laughs) weeks, 90 days. So it's actually buildyourbusinesslab.com. That's the name of the website, buildyourbusinesslab.com. And you can find all about it there. Amazing. Well, we, we will be sure to include a link to that in the show notes. One final takeaway, Wendy, that I'd love for you to leave the listeners with is as they're getting started with their business, on a scale of one to 10 or where in, where in the business planning process, where should they start thinking about building out their brand authority? Step one, step 10, where in the process? Right in the beginning. It's not even a goal. It's a strategic necessity. You need mm-hmm. to stand out. You need to be an authority to stand out and sell your product or service. And so I think that's one of the things you need to start doing right from day one. Ah, I love it. Well, Wendy, thank you so much for joining me on Rocky Mountain Marketing. It's always a pleasure to sit down and speak with you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you. Please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.